You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation and sponsored by Anchor. My name is Matt Luby. I'm here with Logan Banker and Sean McMenamin for another Birds Banter episode. The Eagles are coming off a huge win against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. They won 34-27 to against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and they're going to be looking to carry that momentum into next week. They got a huge week of rest, um, almost... 10 days or so because they played on Thursday night. So they're going to be coming back to Lincoln Financial Field healthy and ready to go against the Jets. And Logan's going to provide some insight on what we're going to expect out of the Jets this week. Yeah, the Jets are actually coming off a long week, too. They um, had a bye week last week, so they're pretty rested, too. Um, so for the Jets, the biggest talking point is the status of Sam Darnold. He missed the last few weeks with Mono. He's not really um, – he, he's close to returning, but he hasn't been clear for contact yet, which is a pretty big deal considering it is right now Wednesday – and uh, the concern is the spleen because when you have mono, that gets enlarged. And so you don't want to get hit and risk rupturing it. So for him, it's kind of looking pretty um, unlikely he plays Sunday. So I would expect Luke Falk to be the quarterback. Uh, the Jets also have two other key injuries. You got C.J. Mosley and Quinn and Williams both battling injuries. Um, they did say Williams is expected to play Sunday. Um, for Mosley, his status is kind of more up in the air. Uh, they need to see how he does in practice. But still, both guys are great players. So the Eagles will have to plan for both. They also have um, two really good offensive pieces. They have Le'Veon Bell and Robbie Anderson, but their offense has struggled a little little bit this year. They haven't gone the jump that they're hoping to get with Sam Darnold with Le'Veon Bell. So um, they have a good offense, but it has been struggling. For me, the biggest thing to look out for is their um, rush defense. They allow the eighth least rushing yards per game. They allow just 88.7 rushing yards per game. So for Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders coming off a great week against the Packers, it could be a little tough sledding for them uh, against the Jets. Yeah, it'll be another big game at home for the Eagles. Hopefully they can pounce on this opportunity of a weaker opponent on this tough stretch of a schedule against the Jets and really exploit their weaknesses. I think uh, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, if uh, Doug Peterson can stick with the game plan he had last week, I think they're really going to have another big game. And Wentz, I think he will also continue to play well, give it to the receivers, and exploit that secondary of the Jets. Yeah, Logan pointed out that the Jets' offense is – pretty solid i mean their their team across the board they have big names almost everywhere sam darnold was expected to have a great year hasn't really fulfilled that yet but um he could you know fulfill that role later on in the season Le'Veon bell is a one of the best running backs in the game even though he missed last season You've got cj mosley quinn williams on the defense jamal adams so there's a lot of big names on this team so the eagles can't overlook them at all even though they match up pretty well against them but one thing i want to point out is logan said they had a bye week so they're coming off rested and they're ready to go. Um, but one thing to point out is that all these pieces of the team haven't really come together yet. They're not the Jets that people expected them to be this season. So the coaching staff is really going to look into um, you know, what's going wrong. And they had a lot of time to repair for this Eagles matchup. They're going to try to figure out how to get Le'Veon Bell more involved, how to get Sam Darnold back on the field and 
try to bring this whole thing together. So I think that's going to be a little bit troubling for the Eagles because they might face a Jets team that, you know, is looking like they're supposed to be looking. I think the Eagles do match up against them pretty well still, but uh, definitely something to look out for, especially coming up that long week. Yeah, and the Jets are winless, so they're definitely really hungry for a win. And considering they did have that full week, you know for sure that they've game planned as much as possible, watched a ton of films. So the Eagles are really going to get the Jets A game. Uh, obviously, it'll be a little different and if uh, Sam Darnold isn't active because um, Luke Falk obviously isn't the type of quarterback that Sam Darnold is. But um, either way, they're, they're going to come ready to go, and they're by no means a bad squad. Um, I said this with the Lions game. You really can't go into that game lately. I don't think the Jets are as good as the Lions by any means, but so they have pieces that can certainly beat you at any time, any moment. So the Eagles can't take this lightly. They can't think, oh, we're at home. It's going to be easy when they have to come ready to go, or else the Jets will find a way to punch them in the face. Yeah, that's a great point. I think Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz will have to have great game plans going to this game. Like you just said, Logan, we cannot take this team lightly as their hopes and dreams of a good start, fast start this season has not come to fruition just yet. So hopefully the offense and defense can hone in on the things they did last week right and do that again this week at home. Yeah, the Jets will have a lot to repair for the Eagles as they have one of the best teams in the league, but they have a lot of stuff to look out for after that Packers game because the Eagles were showcasing their offense on many different levels. Um, going back to that game, the offense looked great in my opinion. Jordan Howard was finally carrying the load that he deserved. He finished with over 100 total yards and three total touchdowns, so great game from him. And they won with 34 points and Wentz only had 160 yards, 160 passing yards. So the fact that they're putting that much, that many points on the board. The running backs are playing well, and Wentz is considered to have like a bad game. He still played very well, but when you look at the stats, it doesn't look that flashy. So that's really important. We we know Wentz is capable of, and if he can get a huge win like that with only 160 yards, we know this team is something special. Uh, the pass rush definitely stepped up. That was, that was a huge problem going into the game because they weren't finishing um, plays against the quarterback, but you know they it's tough to match up against Aaron Rodgers because he can extend those plays and escape from the pressure, but they definitely frustrated him quite a bit. And Derek Barnett getting that strip sack on him was definitely a turning point in that game. And also one thing to point out was uh, the Avante Maddox injury resulted in Craig James coming into the game for the Eagles. He made a huge stop at the end. Um, a lot of people were questioning if it was pass interference, but you know he came in and he made the play. He made the stop for Nigel Brown to intercept that pass and win the game for the Eagles. So he's going to be starting this upcoming week, and he's going to be looking to you know show the team that he deserves to be on this team and you know contribute like he did last week. So it's really looking unlikely that Deshaun Jackson is going to play. I believe ESPN has him listed as questionable right now, but um, he's still wasn't full a full participant today it's kind of up in the air um there's not a lot of updates around him we thought that it would be looking good for him just because they had a long week of rest but uh, not really sure the entire status of jackson yet so that would be a another blow to the offense but at least they got to you know prepare for having not having them on the team last week they played with just jeffrey as their starting wide receiver and they did just fine um, the cornerback outlook, like I said, Craig James will be starting. Russell Douglas will be um, back on the field. And they brought back Orlando Skandrick, who was with the team during the preseason. So he's going to get a lot of looks this week. Um, Avante Maddox, he's diagnosed with a, con- a concussion and a neck sprain. So definitely 
bit the bullet. He didn't um, suffer a huge injury, which is really important. Obviously, you never want to see a hit like that, uh, especially from your own teammate. And I'm just really excited that he's going to be back on the field before we expected and that he's, you know, um, not as injured as we initially thought that he would be. And just to look back at earlier this week, the Eagles traded Jonathan Cyprian in a pick for linebacker Duke Riley. So um, they're going to get a little bit more help on special teams in the linebacker group if they need it. Uh, I thought the linebacker group was pretty set, but just another move to improve the defense. And I think the Eagles will be looking to run the ball a lot again. Obviously, the Jets are good against the run. They'll have Quinn Williams, but um, they're going to try to continue that success. And with Miles Sanders, I think that they need to ride Jordan Howard a little bit more because that ball security issue is, you know, carrying over week in and week out. So make sure that he's ready to go until you give him the bulk of the carries. Yeah, I think from um, I just want to touch back on Deshaun Jackson. I think it's pretty unlikely he does play this week. Um, today he he didn't practice at all. He's still rehabbing the injury. So I think the fact that's Wednesday and he's not even on the field present for practice at all. He's still rehabbing. So I think it's pretty safe to say for at least this week he's going to miss. Uh, we'll see how much time he misses going forward. But um, yeah, with Deshaun, it, it's a very weird situation. It's kind of a little concerning too because they list as a groin, then they say it's an abdominal injury. So it kind of does scream a little bit, a sports hernia, which obviously raises a ton of concern. Um, during uh, When the Eagles were in um, Green Bay for the Packers game, Deshaun was actually um, in Florida rehabbing there. So he's clearly got something he has to work through with that injury. So I'm not sure how close he's to playing. And then um, in terms of the Duke Riley trade, I think that was kind of more um, just to fill the void of um, LJ Fort getting cut because he played a big role on special teams. So they really needed some help there. So they upgrade um, – for a six-round pick instead of a seventh, and they get Duke Riley. So for me, I like that trade, and um, it definitely helps in special teams. Yeah, for sure. And looking back on last game, I think the play that really sparked the offense and gave him a ton of momentum was Miles Sanders' 68-yard kick return. Got us going. Um, from that point on, I think that was just a huge turning point in the game. We were able to score more points on offense and look like a much different team second half. I think Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, they both had huge games uh, Jordan Howard finally broke out to be uh, the player that we had ex- expected him to. Uh, Doug Peterson stuck with him, gave him the ball in both the running and passing games. So he was able to showcase all of his talents. So heading into this game, I think Jordan Howard, Howard will see a lot of touches. And uh, we can also mix in Sanders as well to uh, have a little balance with that. Um, I think the pickup of Duke Riley was solid with the um, absence of LJ Fort since he is gone now. And I also think um, um, Derek Burnett's stri- uh, strip sack was a big play in that game. Really um, energized that defense. And then at the end of the game, Craig James was able to make that huge play at the goal line, uh, which allowed Nadja Brown to complete the tip drill, um, catch that interception, and ended up giving us the win. Yeah, going back on Miles Sanders, the kicker turn was definitely great to see. It shows the kind of player that he is. He's very dynamic, explosive, um, but the concern is those fumbling issues, and that's something you got to look into um, every single week because if you're in a close game and you give him the ball and he turns it over like he did against the Lions, that's the, it can set your team back because if they score a touchdown, then you might be down two scores, three scores now. So you got to make sure you have trust in him and um, Corey Clement was active last week, but he wasn't fully healthy, I believe, because they still put Miles Sanders in as the starting kicker turner. So if he's back to full health, I feel better about putting Corey Clement back there. You might not get 
as much of explosiveness and as many yards on a kick return, but you can't be fumbling the ball on a kickoff. Um, I know Corey Clement did against the Lions, but he did get injured on that play as well. But I, I definitely feel more, better about his ball security than Miles Sanders. So I believe that they will put Corey Clement back there uh, on kick returns and, you know, get Miles Sanders involved on offense, but you just can't risk those special teams turnovers. Yeah, Miles Sanders was really close to another fumble last game. I think it was on that um, long run he had where they punched the ball and it almost slipped through his arms, but he was able to catch at the last second. So it's definitely something you got to look out for. He did have some fumbling issues at Penn State, so he's going to have to clean it up if he ever hopes to be the true RB1 for the Eagles. Um, he still is getting the majority of touches, but um, Jordan Howard is clearly pay- playing a factor in the offense. Three touchdowns last game, so as long as Miles Sanders has um, – the fumbling woes, and as long as Jordan Howard is playing at a high level, because honestly, his pass-catching ability we saw last game, that brings a completely different dynamic to the team. Um, if they're able to consistently get that involved, it's going to make Carson Wentz's job a lot easier, and it's going to make the run, running backs that more important and um, that more beneficial to the team. So I really liked what I saw from Jordan Howard as well. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Miles Sanders will definitely need to protect that ball, and Deuce Staley, I think he's the coach to help him do that as he was giving him some, some techniques in practice to make sure he doesn't fumble it moving forward. And although he's had struggles, hopefully he can uh, fix that before it's too late and really make an impact for this team as the season goes along. And moving into our next topic is some matchups to look out for. So first up, we have Le'Veon Bell against the Eagles' defensive line and the linebackers as uh, he was a key player that they added this offseason to a big deal. He was a great, phenomenal player with the Steelers. And he's really dangerous in both the running and the passing game. So the Eagles linebackers will need to hone in on him and uh, make sure he doesn't break out a few big runs. The next one, uh, defensive tackle, Quinn Williams against the Eagles interior line. Uh, As we said in the previous podcast, the line will really need to uh, protect Wentz, give him enough time to make those passes, maybe a little run pass option plays as uh, Jordan Howard was uh, worked out well in the passing game last week. So it'll be important to prevent him from getting to Wentz and keep him healthy and uh, active back back at the helm. Um, next up, Robbie Anderson against Rasul Douglas. Uh, although that is subject to change, we'll see who they uh, put up against Robbie Anderson. Uh, Temple product, big, uh, big receiver, fast, speedy, can take the top of the defense. He's really explosive. You just got to watch out for him. And as we've known, our cornerbacks have been very suspect in the early part of the season. So it'll be crucial that they can um, prevent him from getting some big catches and gains. And for the Eagles, I think uh, Alshon Jeffrey against Jermaine Johnson is a, a big matchup to look at, um, keep your eye on because uh, top cornerback against our top receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, that'll be an exciting um, matchup to uh, see this Sunday. And lastly, Zach Ertz against Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is a great safety that the Jets have, maybe their top secondary player. And it'll be important for Ertz to create some space in the middle of the field so that uh, Wentz can hit him in stride for hopefully a few touchdowns. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the Eagles secondary are going to play this week because they're down many key players. Ronald Darby, um, Sidney Jones probably won't play with that hamstring injury. we got Avante Maddox out, obviously. Jalen Mills, Craven LeBlanc still aren't eligible to come back. So they're really down to Rasul Douglas and other players that really didn't start with the team week one. So kind of troubling to see that their secondary is getting depleted like it was last year. But they had a lot of time to repair for this offense. And it's not like Sam Darnold is going to carve this defense apart. Um, we got 
Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford in the past couple of weeks, pretty good quarterbacks, experienced quarterbacks that were able to, you know, um, tear up the defense and get a lot of passing yards. So I don't think we're going to see as much um, passing yards out of Sam Darnold as we did in weeks past against other quarterbacks, but it's still something to look out for. They still have Robbie Anderson, that big, deep threat. They still got Jameson Crowder, a good slot receiver. So a lot to look out for. I just want to see how these guys play and respond because the Eagles um, last year, year before, injuries happened. They stepped up and they performed well, especially the defense. So I'd like to see that continue. I'd like to see Jim Schwartz um, put these players in a good position to you know, keep the momentum on defense and not let a lot of scores from the Jets. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're going to see Sam Darnold on Sunday. I think it's pretty unlikely just because he still hasn't been even cleared yet. Um, so I think we will see Luke Falk, which, which does kind of change the dynamic a bit in terms of the importance of the cornerbacks. They still obviously need to show up ready to go, but I think the Jets will probably lean on Le'Veon Bell a bit more. And with him, the big thing is he's going to get his volume. He's going to get his catches. He's going to get his carries, but He's not the most efficient running back, so as long as you're able to bring him down right away and not let him create these big plays, um, you're going to be pretty successful. Even if Le'Veon Bell touches the ball 30 times, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to beat you um, himself. So uh, whether it's Sam Darnold, whether it's Luke Falk, even though I fully expect it to be Luke Falk, um, it's, I think, uh, containing Le'Veon Bell, not letting him burn you, even when he gets the ball, it's going to be uh, very important. Yeah, and just back to the offensive line, forgot to mention, they really stepped up in last game, protected Wentz, gave him enough time to throw, and ultimately led to a win. So if they're able to do that for the rest of the season, I think it will certainly increase our chances of winning these big games. Yeah, there's a lot to look out for this week, and a lot of factors that are going into it, but uh, we're going to give you a couple keys to victory. Logan's going to kick us off. Logan, what do you like to see out of this Eagles team to win this game? Uh, my biggest thing is simply just taking care of the ball and limit penalties on um, the Jets aren't the biggest threat. We we have uh, touched upon a few players that are very good on the Jets, but the Eagles, um, they're clearly the stronger team, the better team. So as long as they don't shoot themselves in the foot like they did um, in the Lions game, as long as they um, allow themselves just to be in good positions and not hand the Jets good opportunities to score or just to take advantage of them, um, that'll give them a great chance to win. So it's in my mind, it's really just do what you have to do, do what um, – just do what you've done uh, last week and, and weeks past to uh, give yourself a chance to win and just don't um, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, great point there. I mean, some weeks the Eagles are their biggest enemy and they're, you know, like Gilligan said, shooting themselves in the foot, getting careless penalties, um, turning the ball over. So if they can control that, they're one of the better teams in this league. My key to the victory is the safeties play. Um, Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod have been playing very well. We also got Andrew Sandejo to sprinkle in there. But um, it's going to be so important for them to step up this game just because they have Le'Veon Bell in their hands. Obviously, they can't let him get past them on big plays, so they need to make sure that they keep him in check. But also, um, the cornerbacks, like I mentioned, were not seeing the strong cornerback group that we thought we were going to have You know, week one, week two, week three. We're seeing a much depleted group. So they need to make sure that they're helping these corners out, not letting Robbie Anderson, you know, fly by everybody for long touchdowns and make sure that they're, you know, blitzing when they need to be, keeping the whole Jets offense in check and making sure that they're not letting big plays up and controlling that defense. Yeah, it's a good point. I think the Eagles secondary need to believe in that next man up mentality and truly step up, just like Matt said. And my keys to victory for this game will be to create momentum on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. As uh, we've seen earlier in the season, the Eagles have been phenomenal on third down uh, completion percentage, which is at 56%, which was uh, 
one of the top marks uh, two years ago when they won that Super Bowl. And they're also fourth in the NFC in red zone uh, conversion rate. So heading into this matchup, it'll be important to finish drives, keep that momentum, uh, get the crowd going behind you, and hopefully uh, have a fast start against this Jets team. Yeah, and uh, going to bold predictions, I like to point out that I'm currently over four on our bold predictions. You know, um, I, I thought about easing up and you know making it a little bit less bold. Last week, I said Devontae Adams was going to be held for under 80 receiving yards, and I think that was proven false in the first quarter. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep bold. I'm not gonna let up at all. I'm going to say the Eagles score a special teams touchdown. We've seen their special teams lack in the past couple of years. They have had good plays, but um, I just remember that under the Chip, Ke- Chip Kelly era, they were phenomenal in special teams. I think they're going to return a kickoff or a punt or maybe even a you know, blocked punt. I think they're going to score on special teams this week. And uh, I say the Eagles are going to have a pretty good victory against the Jets. They're going to win 37-23. to 23. Yeah, I really like that one, Matt. That bold prediction. Mine for this week is I think Alshon Jeffrey catches eight passes for over 100 yards and at least one touchdown. I think he'll be able to create enough space against the Jets secondary. Hopefully they don't lock him down and he can get uh, get a few big catches. And I think the Eagles will also win this game by a final score of 31-20. to Yeah, I came really close to my bold prediction last week. I think it was Eagles get two sacks. They only had one, so... Almost there. I, I think we're over, right? All of us are over on I, our bold predictions. I think I got one, mine last week. I had, I said the defense would create a turnover. Derek oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And we yeah, did sure. we did have one right against the Lions. I forget who it was. It was one of you two. I got all mine wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's been tough. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully I get my first one. Uh, my bold prediction is Carson Wentz has his um, first 400-plus passing yard game of the season. I think um, it won't be as easy to run the ball against the Jets, so they'll um, – resort to throwing the ball more. And I think uh, with a very weak um, Jets secondary, Carson Wentz will have um, pretty much whatever he wants. So I think he'll have a big day. And I got the Eagles winning 31-17. to 17. Yeah, I can see it. I like those. Um, definitely a lot to look out for. And so currently we're a fourth or a quarter of the way through the NFL season. And um, we're going to you know provide you guys with Eagles awards um, every single quarter of the season, every four games. So we'll get, we're going to get to those after this ad. All right, so to start things off, we're all going to give our MVP votes. I think we're you know, kind of in consensus here, but my pick is quarterback Carson Wentz. He's been playing great. He's the highest-graded quarterback in the league, uh, according to PFF. So really a lot of great stuff out of Carson Wentz so far. The offense has been struggling overall, but Wentz has been playing well. He's putting the ball where it needs to be. Um, once the drops you know, are resolved, once his key players come back, or I mean, they almost all are just – Deshaun needs to come back. Once this offense is at full health and full potential, Carson Wentz's great play this year is finally going to show. It's going to put the league on notice, and he's going to start getting some MVP talk. So um, really good stuff out of Carson Wentz right now. I think he's just going to improve on that. Mm-hmm. And for my MVP for first quarter of the season, I also say Carson Wentz. He's really shown uh, his talent. Why is this? why he is our franchise quarterback. He's really been putting the ball in spots that need to be for the receivers. Although we struggled in the early part of the season and could very well be 4-0 right now, he's kept us in games uh, and allowed us, led us to be 2-2 two and two at this point. So I think he's really stepped up, proven to be the player we believed he can be, and I think he'll have a phenomenal rest of the season. Yeah, I'm going to make it 3-for-3. Three three. My MVP pick is um, also Carson Wentz. He's, he's on pace now for the season that he was supposed to have in 2017 before he went down with the injury. He's been fantastic. Um, 
at this rate, uh, he's definitely going to be in the MVP conversation for the entire league um, once the season's over. So he's definitely had a great start to the season and probably only get better once guys get healthy, like Matt said. So it's been a great start, and it's only going up from here. Yeah, definitely. Going to the next one, Offensive Player of the Year. Um, personally, like obviously Carson Wentz is the easy one, but I'm going to stray away from that just because he was my MVP pick. But the entire offense, all the playmakers, all the skill positions, they've all had their highs and lows. The lows being, you know, drop passes, fumbles, injuries. So really nobody really stands out as much as Carson Wentz does unless you look at the offensive line. That's why I'm going to go with Brandon Brooks. Um, shout out to Logan. He just put an article out about uh, Brandon Brooks. Really good stuff um, on phlsportsnation.com. Make sure you check that out. And Brandon Brooks quote tweeted him on Twitter. So a lot of cool stuff out of that. But um, Brandon Brooks, like we've said um, all the time, like everybody's saying, he tore his Achilles tendon against the um, Saints in the playoffs. And he came back and he was ready to go week one. That's an amazing return. He blew the average return um, away. I think he was quick, uh, faster return by two or three months. So it's really important to have him on the field, but he came back healthy. He came back and he's playing well. Um, he's rated as one of the top guards. I forget what ranking he is, but he's a top um, guard. Okay. Top guard. There yeah. you go. Um, so yeah, phenomenal stuff out of him and he's staying healthy. He's staying in the game. So um, I really like the stuff I'm seeing out of Brandon Brooks this year. Yeah, that's an awesome pick. And I think uh, you spoke on it really the fact that he came back this early from a tough injury like that really shows his drive to win and succeed. And, um, determinist to really do everything he can to help this team win and for my offensive player of the year is Zach Ertz although he hasn't been getting as many catches as he would have hoped for and maybe not targeted as much uh, compared to last season with the added receivers we got this year I think he's uh, really done well in this offense made some key catches in in big uh, crucial parts of the game and moving forward I think he'll continue to have a great season as our number one tight end yeah my offensive player of the year is going to be Brandon Brooks just like Matt I mean so with a torn Achilles, that's a 9- to 12-month injury, usually leaning more towards 12 months, and he returned in just over seven months. I mean, that's just absolutely appalling that someone's able to do that. And not only is he back on the field, the fact that he's active alone is just insane. He's Like I told Matt, he's the top-rated guard right now. He's playing his best football. He hasn't allowed a single quarterback career this year, hasn't allowed a single sack. He's been fantastic. So he, he's a really key piece on the offensive line. He's honestly been the best Um lineman on the team this year so my pick is uh, Brandon Brooks there yeah uh, great points there and shifting to the defensive side of the ball my player of the year on defense is Rodney McLeod um, he was really an underrated player this offseason because the Eagles made so many moves that Rodney McLeod was kind of forgotten about he had the restructured contract um, coming off the injury and he really came to play he came back in the starting safety role in a deep group I mean going into week one they had uh, Cyprian and Andrew Sandejo behind him. So he really made sure that he um, proved himself. And against the Packers, he had nine total tackles, um, a pass deflection. So he's playing really well, um, really good football. There's very few times where I'm watching a game and I see him make a mistake. He's always in there making good plays. Um, once he gets a few interceptions, there, people are really going to notice that he's one of the best players on the defense right now. Yeah, that's a good one. I think he's he's shown his leadership abilities for this team and hopefully can lead the cornerbacks and other secondary members to have another uh, good rest of the season. My defensive player of the year is Derek Barnett. Uh, although he struggled a little earlier in, earlier in the season, didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback. We stressed that in podcasts in order for the defense to perform well 
and uh, translate into the offense. The defensive line would need to create pressure, and he did just that last week as he created a strip sack against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in a crucial part of the game where Graham recovered it, and then the Eagles went on to score a touchdown on the next drive. I think it was Alshon Jeffrey who got that touchdown. So uh, I think Derek Barnett really stepped up. Um, key player to this defense. We'll need him to continue to play well, and if he continues to do that, I think we'll be in a great position on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I'm going to say a defensive end for my defensive player of the year to this point, and I'm going to say uh, Brandon Graham. He uh, leads the team right now in um, quarterback pressures, which is a very big stat considering they haven't really been too successful getting to the quarterback. Obviously, they haven't physically got, got him down other than Derek Barnett, but um, uh, Brandon Graham, he, he got a big extension this offseason, and um, he's proven the Eagles right to this point. He is over the age of 30, which is um, a bit of a uh, concern, but he's playing well. He's finally showing that burst again after last season where he was dealing, um, coming up that um, ankle surgery. So he's playing very well, and he's been um, one of, if not the most effective pass rusher for the team. So my pick is uh, Brandon Graham. Yeah, and notice that none of us said Fletcher Cox. Obviously, he has been playing to his full potential, but once he reaches that, this defense is going to get a lot better. So definitely something to look out for. My rookie of the year, um, I'm going to go with none of them. I think uh, none of the rookies have really been impressing. Obviously, Miles Sanders is the best one out of the group so far. Um, Keep in mind, the Eagles still have Andre Dillard. A lot of people forget that he was their first-round pick, but he hasn't been in a lot just because Jason Peters is a starting left tackle, and he's just developing this year. But Miles Sanders... He has um, had a lot of great plays, had that huge kick return, a couple big pass catches against uh, the Lions, but just the fumbles that I've seen out of him haven't really you know, shown a lot. Um, so I'm going to go with no rookies, but I think Miles Sanders is the prime candidate to step up and take that role. Yeah, and just as Matt mentioned, my rookie of the year is going to be Miles Sanders, although this is kind of a tough choice due to his fumble issues. I think he's He's been involved in this offense much more than the fans would have thought heading into the season with the addition of Jordan Howard. And I think if he's uh, able to get more carries just like this and Doug Peterson will continue to give him the ball, I think he can only grow from this point on and really um, have an impact on this team and lead them to many victories as the season goes along. Yeah, I'm picking Miles Sanders as well. Um, I honestly don't know if the Eagles win that game against the Packers without some of the big plays that he made. He was a very crucial part there. And I, I know his fumbling issues have been a little worrisome they have been present um I wonder if it's just maybe a little bit of a symptom of being a rookie on a team that's striving for so much and he's kind of being thrown to the wolves a little bit where he's not he doesn't have experience and he's having to uh, take all these touches and being relied upon to do all these things so I'm hoping that over the next few weeks he cleans it up and he uh, plays um better than he has um but last week was a very encouraging sign so hopefully it builds upon that so it's it's hard to say that um, he's been perfect to this point, but if if I had to pick out Sam Sanders, yeah. Uh, and next topic is the breakout candidate of the year. I'm going to go with Rasul Douglas. Going into the season, Logan and I did a podcast on our breakout candidates. His was Sidney Jones, and mine was Derek Barnett. Um, I think Derek Barnett will step up and definitely play better, but I think Rasul Douglas is outplaying him and really stepping into a bigger role with this team. Um, he did, really didn't have a lot of looks last year. He was kind of pushed aside until injuries happened, but he's stepping up this year. I think he's the best corner on this team. Obviously, with injuries, it's making that a better decision, but um, just from what I've seen week in and week out, he's playing very well, and he's locking up one of the uh, some, come the, some of the best receivers in the league, so um, really good stuff out of him, and I think he's making a lot of 
progress, and he's now the best corner on this team uh, going into this next week. So um, definitely got to watch out for what he's going to do in week five. Yeah, my breakout uh, player so far this season is wide receiver Matt Collins. Although he didn't play last year, had a lot of injuries and struggled in a few few of the earlier games this season with some drop passes, I think he stepped up in the past few games, really provided an option for Carson Wentz, made a a big catch against the Packers last week on a second or third down. And I think um, as the season goes along, he'll continue to grow and improve and create enough space so that Wentz can put the ball in uh, spots it needs to be and he'll make those catches as he grows older and grows. And right now at this point, I believe he has a ton of potential to be a top receiver for this Eagles team. Yeah, my pick was going to be Russell Douglas. I'm actually going to change course a little bit here. I'm going to say um, Dallas Goddard. He had the injury before, but uh, if you pay close attention to what happened last game, he was a very key blocker in some of those runs. He's a key blocker on the big uh, kick return for Miles Sanders. He also had a touchdown, so he had the injury, but he's really showing just what kind of player he can be. He's a big-time threat in the receiving game, but he's also showing he's a beast blocking. He's great in the running game, so I really like what I've seen when he's been active, so hopefully he stays healthy and – um builds upon what he's done because we know he can be a great player. And I honestly think that even though the stats may not show it, we've seen that he um, has a ton of promise as a tight end. Yeah, especially because this offense is so deep. He's one of those players that kind of goes unnoticed because he has his role right now. He's one behind um, the best or one of the best tight ends in the league with Zach Ertz. So he's not going to get a whole lot of opportunity. But the Eagles organization all offseason was saying how impressed they are with Dallas Goddard. And he, he's playing very well. Um, he did miss some time with that injury, but um, he's back now. And like Logan said, he had an impressive couple blocks against the Packers. I believe it was uh, Bleeding Green Nation put together a really nice article about his impact on the game and um, what he was doing that really the average fan wasn't really looking for. So um, he prides himself on his blocking and he's going to step into a bigger role in the future. But Right now, he's serving as a great piece through just blocking. Yeah, I think he's a key player for this team. And along with Zach Ertz, you could argue that it's the best tight end duo in this league. So for him to be able to uh, do the small things in order to help this team win just shows what kind of player he is. And the fact that he's also able to make big catches in uh, tight spaces as a big player, I think he's an absolute beast. And there's only room for improvement from this point on. Yeah, you said if it were up to him, uh, he'd only be a receiving tight end, but he said he's willing to do whatever it takes for the Eagles, whatever he can do to help them win, um, he's willing to do it. So that's really what you want to hear out of a young player like him. And the fact that he's such a good player, such a quality player, and um, he's here for the long run because he's still on his rookie deal. Uh, he has so much room to grow, and um, even though it will be tough with Zach Ertz there, um, honestly, it can make his job easier too because his teams won't really key upon him as much. So once he gets more comfortable, once the team trusts him more, I mean, he could be a really big threat for the Eagles. Yeah, that add to that he has is something that you want to see out of your players, especially younger players. He's uh, already developing into a great leader on this team, so I'm really excited to see what Dallas Goddard has to bring because you know he's not um, reached his full potential yet. He's He was one of the best tight ends in that draft class, and he's going to be ready to you know make an impact and show that, you know, I mean, he, he said over the offseason that um, if he was on, what, 29 other teams, he would be the starting tight end he said he would be benched behind George Kittle Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz but I believe him I mean I don't, I'm not sure about 29 but um, he definitely has the skill to be a starting tight end in this league and he's behind one of the best so the Eagles really need to take advantage of that yeah for sure um, it some people wondered if he could be a trade piece there's no way he's way too important to the offense and um, yeah he's, he's gonna be a very big part of this team for many years to come yeah 
Uh, we had a great week last week. Hopefully, we'll carry that momentum into Lincoln Financial Field against the Jets. Make sure you, everyone in Philadelphia brings that energy and gets the Eagles back into the win column, uh, looking to go 3-2 and two and start competing with the Cowboys. So thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another Birds banter. Make sure you watch the Eagles play and keep us in mind with our bold predictions, keys to victory, as we watch the Eagles face off against the Jets Sunday at 1 o'clock. Thank you, and go Birds. Go Birds. 